Welcome to the Stripe Show Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. Now, if you follow me closely, you know I'm a huge fan of the Pat McAfee Show and two guys that make it all come together. I got to know them a little bit last year, and that is Ty Schmidt and Evan Fox. I call them two legs of the dream team. Pat McAfee on fire in social media, TV, you name it. He is all over the place, and these guys help him bring it all together. They got a lot to say. They love golf. They love sports. I want to get right to it here on the Stripe Show with Ty Schmidt and Evan Fox. All right. Well, let's welcome him in. I labeled it the dream team. And (laughs) (laughs) I saw uh, Pat's tweet about it and he was, I figured he would agree because uh, I know uh, you guys have assembled a great team there and um, are uh, all systems go and growing. Welcome in Ty Schmidt, producer of the Pat McAfee show. And then also Evan Fox, which is uh, on his Twitter, all things video Pat McAfee show. And I, uh, I know you guys are crazy busy. I really appreciate the time. Welcome in guys. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, thanks for thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Travis, yeah. thank you for having us. Calling us the dream team was a bit <laughs> of a stretch and let me yeah. tell you it caused quite the predicament in the office <laughs> but hey it was very nice of you uh, i wouldn't call us the dream team but the office loved it yeah so we're, put it that way. we're only able to be considered the dream team because we both got lucky enough to to be put into this position by pat so you know a little bit of a stretch but we appreciate it nonetheless <laughs> well i understand that it's the pat McAfee show i totally get it and i and i also understand that what goes into the production of these shows and and my experience in working at the golf channel for four years i i'm full aware of all of the people that it takes to put on a great show let alone just not just tv but you guys are all over the place i mean the the content and the amount of content the quality of the content that you guys are putting out is really impressive so um you guys got a great team um i figured it would uh, get a few laughs with the label of the dream team i even saw a few gifts of larry (laughs) of larry bird and carl malone (laughs) yeah exactly i want to be john stockton on that team Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be Chris Mullen. I okay, guess. Yeah, there you go, there you go. All right, well, let's get into it. I mean, you guys are just blowing up here. Um, I mean, every time I, I I pick up my phone, get on Twitter, Instagram, you guys are in a different city, uh, Indianapolis to New York, College Game Day, you name it, you guys are there. I mean, this just has to be an absolute whirlwind right now here in the fall through the winter. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been pretty surreal. Obviously, Evans had it much tougher than I am, you know, because because I only deal with like the uh, the audio mostly. You know, I've I've made a lot of trips. I mean, for the entire fall there, we were going on you know like six flights a week, so mm-hmm. it was just nonstop wow. go go go. But uh, yeah, Evan, you know, has has been there obviously every step of the way, recording everything for the YouTube and uh, and all that kind of stuff. So it's been wild, man. It's it's even it's tough to really even process what we've been through. <laughs> Yeah, and going on that, like Ty said, I do all the video stuff, but Ty, this is what I always tell him. He does something that never in a million years that I want to do. He edits the podcast at night, and then sometimes we don't get done with those till like 2 a.m. He's up mm. till 5 a.m. We wake up for radio at 8 a.m. He gets no sleep. I could not do that. I just film all day. That's kind of like my thing, and then I was making vlogs all fall. But yeah, he, like you said, we had six flights. Uh, Sunday, we'd fly to New York. We'd do – Pat would be on Get Up on Mondays. Then we'd do our radio show at World Trade 4. And then we'd fly back to Indianapolis and then either Tuesday, Wednesday, 
We would fly to the spot or wherever Pat was calling the Thursday night football game. So that was all over. We went to what? Stanford. We yeah. went to North Carolina. Like North Carolina times. several times. New Orleans, Texas. Houston. Yeah, it was just we were, we were all over the U.S. Uh, the, the entire fall. Not to mention, you know, pit stops in places where Pat was doing like WWE spots. Yep. So a couple of these times, you know, we'd, we'd be in like four or five states in like, you know, the matter wow. of like two to three days. So And then about halfway through, so we would uh, Thursday night after Pat called us thursday night game we'd fly back to indianapolis and about halfway through when he started doing college game day he threw that in the mix so friday night we'd fly to the college game day spot do that saturday morning and then fly back to indianapolis and then sunday we're right back in new york so it was madness it it was Was madness uh we're very 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 lucky to do it and especially because it literally wouldn't be possible we we got to fly private the whole time i know that sounds like a little bit of a flex but it wouldn't be (laughs) possible without doing that and that's just like one of those things like yeah with Pat is it's the best yeah was there ever a time where you guys were like in the air coming back to Indy and the phone rang and you're like up to the pile like hey excuse me but can you can you make the we have to actually go to Minneapolis now can you turn this thing (laughs) no there was nothing like that there was one time where we were gonna fly to Minnesota or no excuse me Memphis for college game day and then like a couple hours before it's this is in one of the vlogs a couple hours before we literally just got done with radio on Friday packets a call from Triple H and they're like hey we need you in Buffalo for tonight's Friday night Smackdown on Fox and so then we had to reroute you know we had to find a plane Pat made a bunch of different phone calls he actually ended up uh calling Jim Irsay the owner of the Colts who you wow. know obviously Pat punted for and he asked him for his plane so Jim Irsay loaned us his plane we flew to Bu- Buffalo he did the show then that night right after flew straight to Memphis we did college game day so that was one of those moments I was like absolutely insane and one of those like <laughs> I should not be here moments now, I know. I mean, I, I know you guys are working hard, and but you're behind the scenes. I mean, you're not in front of the camera. So, like, if you're tired, you know, I mean, only Pat sees you, and you guys see each other. I mean, does Pat ever sleep? I mean, is he? I mean, he's always on. I mean, that's yeah. a very, very, very solid point. Like I can mail it in from 10 to 12 on that radio show. Cause I'm just switching cameras. I'm not really expected to talk all that much. Pat literally has to be on 24 seven. Like, okay, just this Monday, we did the national championship in new Orleans. He woke right. up at 4 AM. He did get up and then we did our radio show. And then he did um, Marty Smith's radio show. And then he did college game day. And then he did a four hour mega cast for the national title game. That's literally, he, we, and we got home at 5 AM. He did 24 hours. And what, 20 of those hours, he was actually on like live mics. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 absurd, you know, yeah. that's what because he's Pat's put us all in spot to like feel comfortable on the mic and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like, you know, we've we've grown a lot and stuff like but, you know, even like those moments when, you know, he's he's not here in the room and we're talking to him. It's just like it, his his energy is so infectious yeah. that everyone can feed off it. And it just naturally makes makes you better, you know, and, and brings you to a different level. So it's it's impossible to replicate that, you know when he's if, if he's not you know bringing the juice every single day and that's the number one question i get from people when i travel with pat that maybe i've just met him or just been around him they're like is he like this all the time and i i shit you not i don't know if i can swear sorry about that no you're fine <laughs> i shoot you not i tell him 24 7 365 that's just how he is at all yeah. times yeah so obviously everywhere i mean you guys have a great team i mean what's what's wrong with the dream team i mean what what happened in the office there i mean fill me in what's the what's the issue 
Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess when you reference the dream team to me and him, you know, like like we said, we're those guys who are like the 11th and 12th man on the I mean, we're not the one sharing the taking the line share of the shots, essentially, is is, is what, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's that's Pat. If, if we're the dream team, Pat's Jordan and everyone else is kind of just <laughs> floating around somewhere else, just trying to we're water know, boys. There you go. <laughs> oh, no, uh, like a lot of it uh people think like we do prep and we like have things ready for the show and stuff dude a lot of times we just show up i'm just cutting the cameras or filming something and pat just has it all in his brain ready to go no prep no writing no anything and he just goes so we don't like a lot of people like to give us credit yeah. we work hard but like this isn't anything without <laughs> <Pat>. <laughs> clearly, clearly. oh no no no, that and it wasn't implied that way, right? It was, it was, uh, and everyone knows Pat's the headliner, but I think he, uh, he knows that he can't do it without you guys as well, I'm sure. Plus, it's like a locker room environment. So anytime one of your boys in the locker room gets called the dream team, you're going to let them have it. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and I said one leg of the dream team. I can't have everybody on that's at the, at the conference. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a good point. Travis, what All about right. you? Do you have like a producer right now on that show? No, man. I got. I am the team. Wow. I mean, this is, good for you. This is this – is, uh, I am the team. Now, I have, a, I have a guy that you met, Alex Wolfick, who works for me. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, does a lot of my social media stuff, but I mean, as far as uh, um, you know, putting this on, he'll he'll do the back end editing of this, um, you know, from the podcast standpoint. Once I, I ship him all the files, like you, like you would do, Ty. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, my team's a little bit smaller. We're not. Um, we're we're still back there in forty two D in in uh, Delta. <laughs> We're uh, we're still on the up and up, but that's that's all right. Uh, no, yeah, I mean that's that's admirable, you know. Yeah. It's like people, you know, people give you shit and say, but you know, that is the one thing that uh, I think a lot of people misconstrue or don't really understand is like they assume we're just out here like playing grab ass all the time, you know, because we have a basketball court in in our office and stuff like that. And and we do like, we have a lot of fun, but like there's, you know, we, we put a lot into this. Like there's a lot of hard work yeah. that people don't see behind the scenes yeah. that, you know, can go uh, unappreciated. So, you know, that's a, I mean, credit to you, man. Yeah. So let, let me, let me go back to when we all first met. Um, so obviously I knew Pat was when he, when he punted, I'm a, I'm a, you know, a diehard NFL Fan. Yeah, you're a big Seahawks um, fan, aren't you? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that, Ty, like after the phone call is <laughs> over. Um, and Ty's a big Packer fan, everyone out there. So he's he's excited until Sunday when until the 49th. But anyway, the, uh, <laughs> when we when we first met, Pat sent a he, I think he made a post and he tagged me and saying, what do I need to work on? And so I, you know, did a couple things. And then I, I built in a little skit, a funny skit about Pat into what was something we call the 10, 15 team time, which is just kind of a fun day for us on my platform. And, and, and in part of that, it was all in fun and good nature. It was kind of a little jab at a punter and a kicker. And like, you know, you can't, you can't run, you can't leave practice and go over there and punt and kick while we're over here doing it. I, you know, I need full dedication. Anyway, <laughs> Pat, Pat got, Pat took it the wrong way, apparently. And was pretty upset at me at first i was like oh he's kidding but he was he was genuinely 
a little unhappy with me and and it sounds like even some of the dream team was as well <laughs> i mean I, I don't know about that it's just uh <laughs> you know like you you put an extra chip on his shoulder like everyone just assumes you know because uh because pat punted that he isn't an incredible athlete but obviously as you know that's uh that's definitely not the case no no so so as the story goes we so we got to baja mar and and as fate has it we were we were paired together oh yeah and, in the pro-am but i saw him the night before and i went up to him introduced myself and i said hey pat travis fulton and he just kind of looked at me and didn't say anything (laughs) (laughs) and i said and i said pat i'm sorry for what i did in the skit and he just looked at me and he smiled and he and he he says give me a hug and i gave him a hug and and here we are (laughs) that sounds about right yeah So, so all is good. Um, and um, so it was it was fun. We had a great time um, at the Baja Mar. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We, every, you, you did have a great a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah a, little, a little 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 too much fun. Um, but, you know, that what was what was fun. What, the thing that the thing that really um, just fascinated me the most about the whole event is I, I was really impressed by how good a players like all of the athletes were. For I mean, sure. Like I, you know, I knew there was a few guys that could play, like Ray Allen and Josh Scobie and and uh, and others. But you know, I get up there and I watch Pat take a swing at it, and I'm like, dang, like Pat, like how much do you play? I don't ever play. I'm like, I mean, you got a good swing, like really, like genuinely, you have good technique. And I mean, he hit the ball fine. He played just fine. You know, Scotty Pippen was he got oh, yeah. matched up with one day, and Pippen was a buzzsaw that day. Like, yeah. He five birdies it was incredible it was one of the craziest golf performances i've ever watched and everyone had told us how bad of a golfer scotty pippen was and everyone's like pat you got us points for this mail it in this one's easy and scotty pippen came out literally played one of the best rounds i've ever seen in my life yeah yeah and then and then um kyle williams former defensive tackle oh yeah yeah he shot what, like one under two under shot 72 on i mean i watched most of it and i went up to him and was like kyle that was just great round of golf you know i was taken back by the level of play it was it was really cool stuff it was a fun event we had a lot to drink oh, oh. i was gonna say i i was wondering i had a question for you what what oh. how does it feel to be the drunkest guy <laughs> in an entire country i mean no. we all were but i think oh, i saw God. you drink about five to six bottles of wine yourself no. it was easy i mean it was it was blowing five to six bottles of wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All I I remember is the next day, you know, we were there, I don't know, two or three nights, whatever. And I had the 545 flight out. Uh, That's a mistake. Yeah. The next morning and something like 31B middle seat. Right. And (laughs) it was kind of around and I and I went up about probably 11 that night. And then the next morning had to, you know, I was on the road. I was down in the lobby about 3.30. And as I'm rolling through with my golf bag at 3.30, I I think I hear Pat's voice. (laughs) 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 And and lo and behold, I looked over and I think he was sitting in the same spot when I left at 11.30. Hey, we had a good time at that casino. But I'll tell you what, Travis, first off, the event was awesome. Uh, Like you said, seeing all those NBA guys, NFL guys play golf. What I thought was crazy was just how much those guys, like, actually love golf like Darren Williams yeah. is obsessed with the game but what I didn't understand is like all of us were drinking all day and the golf swings were going bad you're out there drinking all day still hitting 330 yeah. yard bombs yeah, well, throwing darts out yeah. there <laughs> well I was I only had to play the one day and then uh, which we would have won that pro-am by the way unless we and then the lightning the yeah lightning. without question oh yeah I've always been you know I'm in the golf business I teach I have this and 
you know, and, and, but when I play anymore, I play casually, I'm not a serious golfer anymore. You know, I can still play. Okay. But I would rather play, have a good time, have a couple beers, be in good company like you guys and, and just really enjoy the experience. I mean, personally, I'm not afraid to say it. I feel like I play better with a couple beers in me. Oh, sure. yeah, without question. For sure. A um, couple beers, I, I maybe certainly, uh, some vitamins. Mm-hmm. Let the body Yeah, I certainly, feel like, I certainly feel like I putt a little better. I don't know. It just kind of takes the edge off. You kind of, you know, let your hair down and just kind of play a little bit. But, yeah, that was a great time. I hope to do it again. And I, and I got to tell you, I think I really, I really mean this. I think, and I know Pat loves the game likes the game i'm not sure if he loves it but he's he's a he's a great athlete i mean he's a phenomenal basketball player when we when we stopped there in indiana he Mm -hmm. made like 10 10 three-pointers in a row on us oh yeah um but i think we should really in the spring and the summer we gotta dedicate some time i want to fix that club face i want to get i want to get it dialed in a little bit and i want to get him in some of these celebrity events because i know he can compete yeah if he had more time he would be a very, very, very good golfer. That's what we've yeah. always mm-hmm. said. He knows it. I mean, he hits the ball. He also hits the ball, what, 330 on some, like, yeah. it's, it's incredible. And he just goes out there barefoot and all and yeah. barely plays and then takes, like, four holes, four holes, and then he's dialed in. Yeah. 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 And it's it's also tough, too, because, uh, you know, like, Foxy and I would both like to play more as well. But also uh, Indianapolis, or at least kind of, like, near we where we live, like, the public golf situation, it really isn't back it's it's tough it's bad the public golf situation in indy yeah at least you know because evan and i both live downtown and like i mean there are definitely some courses within you know 30 to to 40 minutes or so but around here uh there's a lot of you know short nine hole which i mean better than nothing but it's you know it's it's tough yeah well a little trip down here to florida you guys anytime you're down here we'll uh you can sneak it in in between your uh, your private flights. We'll uh, your uh, private experiences in the air. We'll we'll get on the we'll get on the links down here. Well, that's, that. that's an idea. Quick question okay. for you about yeah, the Baja yeah. Mar. How like how do you get your involvement in that? Who reaches out to you and like, or is that something you like seek out? Part of the Baja Mar event is CA Sports. Okay, who does a lot of the um, the operations side of that? So they reached out to me, invited me down. Oh, nice. uh, um, I have a good relationship with them, and they wanted me to come down and and kind of help out cover it a little bit so yeah it was great it was it was honestly it was one of the best golf experiences i've ever had i loved it yeah it was incredible i've been to tons of pga tour lpga tour and i'm telling you i was sending pictures back to my wife and my friends and my friend i you know i took i was walking with brett Favre the first day for like three hours drinking tito's and tonics and take a video of myself and Favre in the background or a picture and send it somewhere and they're like what are you doing like, <laughs> playing in this event, walking with Favre and Pippen and Ray Allen and Legends. these guys and we're playing golf and they're like, well, is it a tournament? Who's there? I was like, no one's here. It's a private event and it's the most incredible experience in access I think I've ever had. It was, it was absolutely amazing. I literally, you know, Ty walked with Brett Favre. Yeah. I mean, it's a, well, and you know, for me too, obviously just like in, when you think of like seeing like, Oh, you'll meet Rogers. It'll be in like a passing moment where you shake his hand it's like you get sat around and, and, and you know, like drink with him see him actually play golf in yeah. person you know i mean if you would have told me going into that weekend that we would be taking a shot with scotty pippen after he just like yeah. dunked an 
eagle on Pat, like, I, I would have told you you're insane. Yeah. I think that sums yeah. up the entire job. Like, if you would have told me we'd do any of this, I would have said you're yeah. absolutely crazy. But yeah. we just got fortunate enough that, you know, it's Pat cool stuff. picked us on the dream team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> pointed us to the dream team. <laughs> I just want to interrupt this interview real quick and give a shout out to my friends over at Encore Golf. Encore provides some of the most cutting-edge technology in a golf ball that I have ever seen. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through their perimeter-weighted designs, which offer players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course. With their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, they are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the strike. All right. Now let's switch, uh, switch segues here for a minute. Evan, I'm going to start with you. Okay. So rumor has it high school golf team. Yep. You were called the bad boys of golf. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'll neither confirm nor deny that. It's more towards denying it, but uh, no, we did do the high school golf. It was literally me and like all of my best friends and the difference between us, it was our best high school team in my school's history. The difference between us and then the other team that was good in our league was they were a private school. We were a public school. They all got lessons. Literally none of us got lessons. We would just show up to the golf course our coach couldn't teach anything literally if he was to teach you something if you're hitting the ball right he would say aim left that was his only teaching he would do so we just went out there and had a good time and you know we were actually pretty good just because we played so much yeah the bad boys of golf that's what you guys labeled yourself uh i don't (laughs) think so but hey it kind of fits i guess so when did you so was that when you started was in high school or was it before that i started in like seventh seventh grade I okay. played baseball and then I started hating baseball because it's boring. And then mm-hmm. me and my one of my buddies, uh, we started golfing because we wanted to get jobs at the golf course. Like that's like the only place in my small town where like kids that were like 14 could get a job. So we wanted to get jobs. We got those. And then that allowed you to have free golf at the golf course. And then we just played all the time. That's what we did in the summers. So you saw your your video analysis that I did. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So did that did, did any of that make sense? Yeah, it definitely made sense. Um, <laughs> I just first off like that video i sent you was a bad ball and now i'm having regrets i wish i would have sent you a good ball to see like (laughs) what else you could have corrected i mean i got a lot of problems travis i only hit the ball like 260 yards max like i don't have any power and like you said like i was like halting in my swing you know what i mean well because i mean so two things one is we we had fun with it of course oh yeah it was a bit of a roast, but it was oh, the offside. It. The offsides of the head is, you know, you weren't tilted. So, like, when you hit your driver and you play the ball off your left heel, you want to you want to tilt your spine away from it. So your you know your spine's like tilted to the right. So your head your head's way you know well behind the ball, right? Okay. And like so that's a big one. So your your head was kind of more over it, which is a big time see power. I didn't even know that. So that that's yeah. going to help immediately. Yeah. And then the second thing, and I got something for you too, Ty. When that boomerang that you sent me. Yeah. So, and then the second thing is, is that when you take it back and I was talking about the left hand knuckles rolling up to the sky, like if you keep your lead hand knuckles and you keep them turned more down to the ground, yep. so it feels like, so if it feels like the club face is going to be more shut, yep. then those two things, the tilt in the spine and the back of the left hand knuckles down to the ground, that's a game changer for you. 
I'm literally doing it in in the in the studio yeah. right now. Oh yeah, so air swinging. <laughs> People say air swings are 100 perfect every time. I just hit probably 220. What do you call it? Your baby draw, Operation yep. Baby yep. Draw. Operation Baby. I think draw. I already have it. I think we're already there. OBD baby, Operation Baby Draw. That's you are you are the reason that I created that program that your swing is a good example of that head in front club face opens up, then you're just kind of in catch up mode and you're trying to always compensate for that. I'm glad I could do that for you. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. You fit right into the uh, statistic for sure. How much harder is it to analyze a video of a swing like that versus like being in, in person? Like, does it make any difference? Oh, no, it's a lot easier because you can just spout out whatever you want and you don't have to ever see him. <laughs> I respect that. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, as far as fixing it and having a last, you know, long time lasting impact on, I mean, having someone in front of you that you can really maneuver and change and kind of work through the, the difference in the field, ball flight, like that's how you really make the change. But honestly, though, it's amazing long distance what you can do. And I teach a lot of people long distance. Uh, I just met a kid yesterday for the first time very good player Mm -hmm. lefty you'll see some of his swings on my on my instagram but he uh we've worked together long distance for six months and yesterday was the first time we've ever worked together and he's made he's made incredible changes um that's wild yeah that's a game changer head behind it club face more square going back it's gonna feel closed off you go you'll probably hit a few left initially but i think you'll you'll work it out and i'm gonna go ahead and say easily easily 15 to 20 yards longer i need that I need that, and I need the OBD, baby. Okay. Invoice is in the mail. <laughs> so, Ty. Yeah. Lefty. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So, I got to start I got to start with this with you, okay? So, okay. you got to tell – I heard this, and I, I didn't believe it, and then I did a little more fact-checking. You chose Iowa over Harvard. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, you could say that. Uh, I, I, oh, I was always going to want to go to Iowa. Uh, I did. Uh, I, I had pretty good scores. I had good grades coming out of high school. Yeah, I could have, but I chose. I mean, you know, hey, tuition's expensive. Uh, I'm from Iowa. My older brother went to Iowa. Uh, my oldest brother went to Iowa. I, I took a college visit there. You know, my sophomore year, my, uh, my junior year. I just, I, I loved Iowa City, and, and you know, mm-hmm. I, truth be told. I didn't want to be that far away from home. But you were accepted at Harvard. Yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't know if I know very many people that were accepted at Harvard. Ty's the only one I know. He's very, 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 very smart. I'm, I'm trying to think right now if I know of anybody else. I'm not sure I do. Ty has this, like, memory thing where he can just, like, pull out any kind of, uh, especially with movies or show references, he knows them all. Like, literally knows, like, quotes from the movies. You know what I love about you the most, Ty? What's that? Is how you get after people on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I've, I've always kind of just, and obviously, you know, like you get and you get put in this situation because, you know, I mean, two, two, three years ago, Evan and I, you know, on Twitter, like you could, you could say whatever you want, and there's, there's no, like, there's no interaction whatsoever. And now it's like, you know, you say the same things that you've, you know, probably always been inclined to say, and you just get the, the horde, the mass coming after you. And now, you know, when you actually get empowered to put into position where it's like you know what no i'm not gonna let that shit slide like this guy (laughs) said something i mean it's just it's it's the way it goes you know it's hard you know it because i'm sure you get it a lot from people too especially with god i mean everyone wants to just hate and bitch on about anything so you know sometimes yeah you need you need to make an example of some people ty saw people down better than anyone i've ever met oh my god i i've laughed out loud at least a dozen times ty (laughs) 
I, from <laughs> from your from your tweets and just brilliantly put. I mean, like the way that you put it out there for him. <laughs> it's uh it's it's a thing of beauty. I wish I I wish I could be more like that. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's hard though. I mean, I it's you know, there's so many times that you 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 just want to just start firing stuff off. I walk away from it a lot, but well, um, I need to do a I need to do a better job of that too <laughs> because it just you know because that in the end like that's all that person wants from you is just a response yeah. anyway yeah. and you know if they even sense a little bit that like it gets under your skin you know then then you get in a bad position and now it gets to the point too where like if you have some legitimacy with it and you actually make a guy eat shit you know like then the people that follow you will kind of just pile on and do the work for you. <laughs> And what's interesting too with uh like pat's following that kind of has followed me and ty a little bit more now is like majority of them are so positive so nice and everyone is yeah. all for the same reason you know and that's when you get that every once in a while that jackass in there yeah and it makes it hard not to go at i don't really do it because i can't put it as eloquent eloquently as ty does but yeah i just had i just had a situation where i i posted a stinger shot couple days ago and a stinger's like this low flighted like iron off the tee right right and i i hit it i hit it and i hit it good and but it came up maybe a touch higher than like you know a tiger wood stinger right like sorry i'm not tiger like I'm, if i was i'd be out there playing golf right <laughs> now for a living and and i got i mean easily a dozen to 15 you know you need to learn how to hit a stinger you need you know i mean just like i mean piling on this flight that came up maybe a click higher than what you're used to seeing out of Rory McIlroy, you know, on the TV. And it just went on and on and on. It's just like, man, like, well, with golf, especially Travis, everyone on the internet's a professional. Yeah. You post right? your swing, you post the shot, you post the putt, you post anything. People are going to rip it apart no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta walk away sometimes. I and mean, I just, sometimes I engage and I'm just like, man, you should teach, you know, how long you've been teaching. <laughs> True. And, uh, you know, sometimes it goes on to, oh, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I thought about it. You know, I really thought about it. And, you know, it's like, OK. And I think, you know, that that is one thing that this job has helped me with a lot in that, because most of the stuff we're dealing with, it is sports. You know, it's just kind of yeah. like one take against another one. So that that's a little bit easier to tune out just because it's, you know, oh, this guy doesn't like the team I'm talking about, et cetera, et cetera. Generally more geared towards that than it is anything personal, which which makes it easy to separate, you know? Yeah. So tell me about your golf game. You're lefty. I saw it. Yeah. So I uh, I grew up. My backyard was like adjacent to a golf course. So uh, a lot of times we, my dad and my little brother and I, we'd go out there and I would play like holes six, seven, and nine. Like I would do that almost every night, you know, for a, a very young age. But uh, I didn't really, I didn't really play that much in high school. Iowa has summer baseball. So, you know, I mean, the, the courses were very, very, I mean, very nice. Like we had a very good public golf setup, but you know, I mean, in Iowa, always shitty conditions, cold, like not really fun to be out there. And we were, we were getting ready for baseball. So I didn't really play, you know, like competitively that much in high school after my freshman year. But um, it, it's something that I've been doing, you know, since I was five years old. Like, you know, I, I used to play every single day in the summer before noon. So, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I, I've played quite a bit of golf. Not not as much, obviously, in the last couple of years as I'd like to. But it's still, you know, something anytime I go home, my, my brothers and my dad and I will get together and, you know, go play 18 and have a couple beers. So who do you guys who, who do you 
you guys like on tour? Who, who's some of your who are some of your favorites? Tiger's like? given. Yeah, obviously yeah. Tiger. Um, We're big John Daly fans in this office. Obviously, I used to really like Spieth. I don't know why. For whatever reason, I feel like I've liked him less and less over the last couple of years. I, I do really like Kepka. Obviously, yeah. I mean, yeah, Brooks. Any guy that you know isn't going to let stuff slide and talk a little shit like he uh, like he will, and then back it up on on the course is awesome. But I'm, I've always been a McElroy guy, and I know yeah. he's kind of soft, but I just think that when he's at his best, I don't think anyone can touch him. And I just love his swing. I think he has the best swing in, on the tour. What do you guys think of Patrick Reed? Uh, it's, tough. It, it's tough not to think that he's kind of a prick, right? I mean, that's especially when you get all these stories that are continually coming out about like yeah. guys on tour not like him, and 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 like you know reporters, and it, it seems like he's just rubbed so many people the wrong way that at some point that stops being like a narrative, and it's just the, it's just the truth. Like the guy's just he's just a prick. Yeah, it's well said. There's probably no one like that in the uh, in the industry you guys are in right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. How about uh, here's another one? How about we think of Deschambeau? He's all buff now. He, that, uh, I'm that figuring him out still. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out if I love what he's doing or if I hate what he's doing. He seemed like he's trying to humanize himself by being boys with uh, like Riggs and those guys at Barcelona on the foreplay pod and like the stuff he did with them. I kind of enjoyed, but. I don't know. He still yeah. might just be kind of a dork. Yeah, and I don't. I don't like the one. Th- the thing that bothers me most is guys who are who play slow, and you know he's getting out the yardage book and yeah. breaking down the isosceles triangles and you yeah. know degrees of separation. It's like just hit the ball for Christ's sake. I dude. like golfers yeah. that are athletes. So you got Dustin Johnson. He can like dunk a basketball. Cupka's an athlete. Like I like those kind of guys. And Deshaun like the yeah. opposite of that. You know. Look, I mean, there's always been there's always been athletic people in the game, but it's certainly more of an athletic game now. I can tell you since I've been in it and following it, teaching it, it's a speed game now. So you get guys that, you know, like the like the Kepkas and the DJs, the Tony Finaus. Yes. Um, you know, these guys can come in, they 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 know how to create speed. Um, and and then from there they know how to obviously control it too. They have the finesse game that goes with it. Um yeah, it's it's a power game now and I, I don't see it changing. I can I only see it going longer and longer. I mean these guys hit at astronomical distances, but it's cool to see Tiger back now and kind oh, yeah. of giving, giving these boys a go. And I, I just think, honestly, I think it's a matter of time before he gets back to number one in the world again. It's just, it's a matter of time. He's on his way. He feels good. He looks good. Do you think that he realistically has a shot to win another major anywhere but Augusta, though? Like, that's what I, I feel like. I'm hoping that I'm wrong, but I feel like at this point with Tiger, we're just hoping that he wins the the Masters every year because I just don't know, you know, if he can. I don't know. He just knows Augusta so well, and I feel like anytime they go somewhere else, then we're looking at missing cuts, and you see Kepka dominating, you know, from wire to wire and stuff like that. I mean, what's your take on that? Well, I think, you know, I would say the PGA for sure. I mean, he almost won the PGA the year before he won Augusta. Um, you know, Kepka got him at the end, yeah. but... I think the PGA to May hurts Tiger because you can still run the risk of colder weather, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, and I think it's got to be warm. I mean, cold weather is not good for anybody that has an ailing back. Right. Um, so I agree, Ty, in that Augusta is the no question the number one spot. But you, you need you need you need some heat. I mean, where you know you got it's got to be warm at the PGA. It's got to be warm at the U.S. Open. You know, who knows at the Open Championship, rain, cold, wind like that's not good for Tiger right now. Right. Um, 
Um, but if he's healthy, if it's warm and he's getting reps in practice wise, he can win anywhere. I mean, he's, he still has all the shots. He's still long enough when he was at uh, in Australia for the president's cup, when he stepped up the number one and ripped his driver down the middle with a oh, draw, yeah. it was like, whew, that's if Tiger's stepping up the number one, hitting a high draw with a driver down the middle there, the boys have got problems because when Tiger hits a fairway, number one, like when he's hitting fairways, you're in trouble. But that draw with the driver is the hardest shot for he, him. He does always stink on the first hole. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's awful in the first hole. Yeah. I don't get that. Yeah, he's awful. And he struggles right to left with his driver. He can move his three wood. But so first hole, power draw, like with the driver, I'm like, I almost fell off my couch. I was like, uh-oh, like these boys are in trouble because Tiger's feeling really, really good if that's the case. I got a question for you. How about uh, Tiger's son, Charlie? Did you see his swing? Would you yeah, that? yeah, yeah. It looks good, right? It's um, incredible. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. It's going to be a, I'm sure going to be a player. And, I would assume uh, so. And uh, who knows, right? I mean, <laughs> your dad's Tiger Woods and his conquered the world um, on the golf course. But if he could clip off 16 majors, if he could get number 16 this year, we've got a real discussion, you know, mm-hmm. and you've got a real discussion that he can get to 18 for sure. And I do think he'll win a couple times this year. Um, obviously, it all depends on his health. But, yep. you know, there's some characters out there. It's fun. I, I you know, I don't it's uh, I like the storylines in golf. I like the banner between Brooks and Rory. Now you got it between, you know, Bryson and Brooks. And oh, yeah. You probably saw the situation with um, Cameron Smith and Patrick Reed, Cameron Smith calling them out. You know, it's, yep. um, you know, you guys are you guys are in other sports. It's 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 more um, it, you're used to it, that kind of stuff in other sports, you know, in golf. You know, people push back on that stuff. And you see the tour, I think, kind of coming down on Cameron Smith. You know, it's Which like, they shouldn't do. At the end of the yeah. day, everyone likes trash talk. No matter what, even if it's a gentleman's yeah. game, you got to let it happen because it, it does bring people to the game. I think so. I think it's a good thing. I, I like it. You talk. It's it's fun. To, it's it's interesting, right? You don't have that loyalty to the team like Ty does to Green Bay or, you know, like Pat right. does to Indy. And, right. it, you, know, you know, for me in Seattle, it's like – so that kind of takes care of itself, right? That trash talking and and because you have so much history built into it. Um, but in golf, when it happens, gosh, I I, I agree. I, I think we should steer into it a little bit more. And um, I think it's good. I think it's it's good talk. It's good for the game. I, I don't agree with Patrick Reed and what he does, but I think Patrick Reed's great for golf. I agree. Uh, yeah. At any <laughs> any opportunity to show more emotion from these guys than just like them being super stoic and you know doing that all the time like that's what people want like yeah. i mean you want to imagine that you could see that guy uh, you know at, at your local muni like yeah. playing on sunday yeah all right little three-word game little something we do here finish off each show i'm gonna say something and then you're gonna you're gonna give me three words whatever comes to mind okay okay and then we can you know the other guy can follow up on it if he wants Got all right it. ty starting with you all right aaron Rodgers, best quarterback Ever. Oh my God. We're going to stop. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> Are you serious? Let me serious. Uh, in terms of just pure skill of throwing the football and like being a complete package as a quarterback. Yeah, I, I think so. I think he's the, the, the throws he's made over the course of his career. I don't think anyone else uh, is in the same category. Obviously, I, I have to give you some shit. You know, I, I didn't even know you were a big Seahawks fan. Russell Wilson is incredible. He is. He's incredible. Sorry. Rodgers is in a different stratosphere when he is playing on all cylinders than any other guy in the league outside of maybe Patrick Mahomes right now. Do you think 
Evan Aaron Rodgers is a better leader than Russell Wilson? Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. I, I don't know because I don't know if the Seattle locker room's buying into what exactly. Russell Wilson's saying. Like, He's phony. He, he could be phony. He says the cliches. He says the right things. And a lot of guys might just look at him and laugh, whereas Rodgers is back there. And, like, some people kind of look at him like he might be a little bit of, like, um, snobby. But at the end of the day, I want my leader to be real. And if, as long as Aaron's real, I, that's who I want to go to war with. And Russell okay. doesn't – Russell doesn't ask, he, I mean, he's living off the chip on the shoulder from being like a third-round draft pick. But the last however many years, all anyone's done is, you know, talked about how great he's been. Like now Rodgers had just constantly has to deal with these guys in the media to tell him that he sucks and that he's past his prime. Like mm-hmm. I feel like he's ready to just – let me just say that it's going to be a lot closer on Sunday than everyone thinks. I don't know when this is coming out, but the the NFC championship. And from our perspective, like at Pat being our boss, like he is our leader. If he was up there being like Russell Wilson, doing a bunch of cliches and just kind of feeding us bullshit, that'd be tough to handle. But he obviously does not do that. I would say he's more like Rogers where he's just going to give it to us clean and we'll, we get to work for that man. Yeah. Yeah, he's not for everybody, that's for sure. I don't I mean I don't think Aaron's style's for everybody. And I don't think Yeah, I definitely think, not. I don't think Russell style's for everybody. It, it kinda it's interesting how franchises are formed, you know, with, with different leaders and faces and, and whatnot, including this next guy. Evan, I'll give you this one. Andrew Luck. Gone too soon. Well yeah. said. Gone too soon. Uh <laughs> I moved to Indy. What we've been here almost three years now. Yeah. And I'm normally a Lions fan, diehard Lions fan. It's been a tough life. And Moving from Michigan to Indy was the first time I moved out of state. So Indianapolis kind of became my second team. Uh, Pat always talks about him on the show, obviously. So I started to like them. And so I started liking Andrew Luck just because he's incredible. And then once he says that he's retiring literally a week before the season starts, yeah, just he's just gone too soon. It's a shame for the city. Jacoby Brissett came in and did well. But, I mean, that team would have been a playoff team yeah. for sure with Luck. Yeah, for sure. Yes, it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's crazy. We that's something that I will never forget. Like I we we went out downtown in Indy the night that Luck retired. And oh. you know, obviously no one no one saw it coming. So like when when you're sitting in the bar there, you just start to notice all the faces yeah. of these Colts fans, like realizing what had just happened. Like it was almost like a, a scene out of bird box. Like I thought people were gonna start like, <laughs> smashing their head into windows and like walking into traffic. It was it was insane. Yeah, I was out to dinner and you could just feel a buzz if a chatter starts yeah. going. I look up at the TV, it says Andrew Luck retired. It's unbelievable. And like like I said, I'm a Lions fan, so I saw Calvin Johnson do it. I didn't see Barry Sanders do it, but I get it. And I'm afraid, and I hope it's not true with Matthew Stafford having a broken back that he's not next. But that's how it goes, man. It's like Luke Keekley just retired. These guys are yep. ending their careers early. Pat did it. Yep. I mean, shit. Yeah, Pat, Bronk. I mean, it's it's. Uh, there's going to be more coming, too. That's for sure. All right, Lions fan, I got another one for you. Yep. I'm trying, I'm debating here I'm between those guys Mc- stink. How about I'm that? De- <laughs> I'm, I'm, de- I'm debating between Matt McMillan and Matthew Stafford. Oh, uh, let me think of one. <sighs> for I mean, Matthew Sta- I got one for Matthew Stafford, and I'm going to say best lion ever. I think he's the best player to ever come through the franchise. I'm not saying most talented because Barry Sanders was incredible. Calvin Johnson was incredible. But from his 10 years, he literally was drafted to the worst team of all time. The first team to ever go 0-16. Matthew Stafford next year was the first pick. And from then on, he's he's battled through terrible offensive lines. He's battled through injuries. He's battled through terrible defenses. I mean, you name it. And he's gotten these guys – 
couple years in the playoffs, a couple years where they literally, I think without him, would go 0-16 every year. This year, when he got hurt, they lost every single game after that. So in yeah. my opinion, I'm only 25. He's the best line ever. I don't know what kind of crazy juice you guys are drinking in the NFC Norse up there, man. But you guys are <laughs> you guys are coming up with some crazy answers. No way. Hey, we're still alive. We're still alive, baby. That's what it's all about. Okay. Ty, back to you. Twitter trolls. Eat shit, punk. (laughs) (laughs) Or dweeb or stooge or whatever you want to say. But you you put a nice eat shit in front of it. And mostly, you know, that's just just a good comeback. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Back to you one more here, Ty. How about Donald Driver? Tough and consistent. Nice. Well said. Yeah. I think think Favre broke like every one of his fingers on both hands like multiple (laughs) times. One of the, yeah, him, Jordy Nelson, and uh, maybe Sterling Sharp up there in the pantheon of uh, best Packer receivers ever. Yeah. Yeah. He was a player, right? I mean, he just, he was, uh, he just seemed to always, always be there in the moments. Mm-hmm. Donald Driver, like you're always saying his name. It felt like um, on, uh, in the big games. Just uh, the model of consistency. Yeah. Was, he was, was healthy for so long, played like, you know, for 10 years with, or maybe not that long, eight years with Favre, played with Rodgers too. One of the best Packers ever. So what do you think of Greg Jennings? I mean, he's, he's kind of aired out some dirt on, on Aaron. I mean, what are your thoughts of that Packer? Yeah, I don't get him because Greg Jennings wasn't worth the shit when he left Green Bay. So I think you could argue that Rodgers was the, you know, big, if not sole reason why he was so good. Um, so I don't know, you, you know, you very rarely, you see anyone in green Bay have anything bad to say about Rogers when they leave the organization, but it is what it is. I get yeah. it. You know, I mean, he's in the, he's in the same business we are now where it's like, you know, you, you guess what that moves the needle. You know, you, you say, you say that you're going to be on cow herd the next day and all that kind of stuff. So I, I get yeah. it. Last one for both of you, your boss, Pat McAfee. Best boss ever. <laughs> Best boss ever, yeah. Travis. Uh, well God, said. That's tough. There, there's a, there's you, an... you could say absolute content machine. Yeah, I mean, that's the only one. reason I have a job. I literally follow him around and film his entire life because he's like that 24-7. <laughs> it's pure entertainment. And that's like one of those things where I'm always like, hey, I just don't want to mess up that everyone's like, oh, you're a good editor. No, I'm not a good editor. I just have very, 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 very good content to work with. Yeah, without question. I mean, the reality of it is, is, you know, if if not for this situation, Foxy'd be, you know, doing videos somewhere, you know, for some business company or something right. like that. And uh, and I'd be in sales. And obviously, we busted our asses to, to get here and worked really hard. But, you know, uh, without Pat, you know, we're... We're not doing all this incredible stuff that we get to do. I mean, it's stuff that we'll look back on in 20 years and just kind of shake your head and, and, you know, try to process it. Yeah. Well, you guys are doing great work, man. Um, I'm a fan. I, I, uh, I follow the Pat McAfee show on Twitter, Instagram, um, YouTube. Yep. Guys are on YouTube, uh, ESPN, XFL. Am I right? Coming up. Oh, that's up in the air. Okay. I don't know. I probably can't say that. Yeah. Yeah. Not the XFL. That's up in the air. I mean, I can we don't know is what I'm saying. 
I can pretty much name anything at this point, and he probably has the opportunity to play some role in it. Facts. Yeah, that's a very factual <laughs> statement. You know, I mean, I mean, last time I, I mean, he's, I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up in the booth this weekend uh, at the American Express <laughs> tournament out in. That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> out in Laquita, California. I mean, anyway. All right, guys, I appreciate it. Uh, all the best. Tell Pat thank you for uh, letting me uh, steal two parts of the dream team, and uh, we'll see you boys down in the Bahamas again here soon. Appreciate yeah, hopefully. You, Have a good one, Travis. You, all, right, all right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Stripe Show podcast. I'm Travis Fulton. We'll see you next time.